give the Lord some praise this morning. Thank God this morning. To worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. To know that God and God alone is worthy of the honor and the glory and the praise. So many seek the glory for themselves that rightfully belongs only to the Lord. And we are called to be the witness that God's glory is not for sale. It is to be given freely, sincerely, from the heart of His people. Praise God this morning. So good to see you today in God's house. And we honor those of you that have been continuing to come out each and every week. Thank you for your consistent support. I know these are, what shall we say, challenging times, times of distress, times of uh, uncertainty. There's so much going on in our world today, it's hard to even keep track. You, You can't even figure out what's going on yesterday when something happens today. Amen. Hallelujah. But you know, I find it all very encouraging. It reminds me of how close we are to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's going to be the thing that I focus on. Every day brings me one day closer to being in that presence forever. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles this morning to Psalm 119, verse 89. While you're doing that, I'm going to remind you to be be on the prayer call this afternoon at 5.30. I'm going to remind you to call in on Wednesdays at 12 o'clock. If you have a special prayer request, Reverend Fogas will be there to pray with you, pray for you. I want to remind you to call in on Wednesday nights at 745, or if you like, you can come in person. The doors are open, and I'm here. I understand the convenience of doing it from home, but, you know, every once in a while you feel like getting out of the house. So come to Bible study, and uh, of course next Sunday morning with Sunday school and morning worship. I also want to thank you all for your continued support and giving. If you have an offering today, we have an offering box in the back. You can leave it there, tithes and offerings. You can go on to our website at www.lhcogfl.com. Dot O-R-G. You can give there. You can give digitally through PayPal or our Givelify app. You can mail your gift. However, you'd like to support the church. We appreciate it so much. Amen. Psalm 119, verse 89 says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You establish the earth, and it abides. They continue this day according to your ordinances, for all are your servants. Unless your law had been my delight, 
I would then have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. I am yours. Save me. I love that verse. I am yours. Save me. That's the cry of a child to the parent. I belong to you. Please look out for me. For I have sought your precepts. The wicked wait for me to destroy me, but I will consider your testimonies. I have seen the consummation of all perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. May the blessing of God rest upon the reading of his holy word. Let's bow our heads together this morning. Father God, we give you thanks today for this day, this beautiful day that you've given to us. We rejoice and we are exceedingly glad in it. You woke us up this morning. You brought us to this house, to this place, dedicated to the honor of your name. Lord, we pray today that all those who are gathered here in person, those who are listening to us online this morning, on their phones this morning, or however they are coming to this table this morning, we pray for their ears to be open, their hearts and minds to be receptive, We pray for an anointing to flow from the Word of God today into every heart, every mind. Transform our minds by your Word. Let it take root. Let it bear fruit. We ask it in Jesus' name and all agree. Amen. Last week I began talking to you about what can we count on. What can we truly put our trust in, in these days? As 2021 gets started, as we start this new year, it appears we have not left all of the troubles of 2020 behind. We are still in the midst of a health crisis. We're still dealing. I just had a series of events in my own family. I have lost an uncle this week to complications from this pandemic, and at an aunt also in the ICU. This is still a serious matter. We're not clear of this yet. We're still in the midst of a political firestorm of, of, of very serious consequences for our nation. We're still dealing with the economic fallout of all that has transpired, and, and even more beyond that, the social, the the interpersonal relationships which have been strained, some having been broken by all that is going on, and our feet feel like they are on shifting sand. And we look around wondering, what can we truly depend on in this hour? Some would have said uh, even a week ago, well, at least we have the Though the rule of law and of constitution in our country, but are we so certain about that today? You see, there's a, there's a battle going on in some hearts and minds today of what authority they will uh, recognize as legitimate. And, and I tell you, I've been praying all week, all week for this nation. I don't want to see 
what has happened in other countries happened here. I, I, I do not regard a, you know, we, we, I guess we sort of, I've always just imagined that somehow we in America are somehow exempt from the, the turmoils, the, the insurrections and the, and, and the coups that seem to plague so many nations around the world. But uh, I, I'm not so certain of that anymore today. I'm still confident. I'm still optimistic. Don't misunderstand. I'm a very optimistic person, and I believe God's word and God's will will prevail. But I know that uh, for many, this has been a, uh, we're living in a time of great uncertainty and 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 they don't know what they can can they trust the word of of, of their uh, of our leaders or of our uh, our presumptive leaders that are coming up can we trust the word of our doctors and our our scientists about the the different things that are happening can we trust the word of of even our employers or or, or those that, that that tell us whether everything's going to be okay but i'm here today to give you a word of comfort believer forever o lord his word is settled in heaven. When you cannot depend on anything else, you can put your trust in the word of the living God. Somebody say amen to that. The word is not something that is subject to ratification or vote. It's not subject to uh, uh, economic upturns or downturns. It's not subject to the, the winds and the whims of political favor. The Word of God is established. It is a firm foundation for our footing. If we will plant our feet in the certainty of the Word of God, we will find ourselves completely at peace and at rest, even in uncertain times. Jesus, in his Sermon on the Mount, said, Do not think that I have come to destroy the Word of God, or that I have come to take the Word of God away. He says, No. Once the Word has been spoken, even the very punctuation marks, not one jot, not one tittle can be pass away or be removed until everything is done exactly as God has said it was done, said it is to be done. I don't know about you, but I find comfort in that. I find comfort in even though uh, we change administrations, even though we change jobs, even though we go through different seasons of life, uh, we have that undergirding support of the word of the living God. God is not a man that he should lie. There is no shadow of turning in him. What he has said he will do, he will do. You can take it to the bank. You can build your life. Jesus said, he who hears and does these sayings of mine, I will liken him unto a man who builds his house upon the rock. You can build on the Word of God. You're not going to come in tomorrow having made all these things today, all these decisions today, and find that the Word of God has suddenly shifted or changed its opinion or changed its matter, its mind on, on the matter. We were talking about this in our Bible study Wednesday night, about this ultimate authority. We have some today, and, and I'm not picking on one side or the other. You know me better than that. We've had a whole year of where some uh, are, are, are on both sides of the, uh, of the line 
have, have, have decided that they're no longer going to recognize the authority of, of, our, of our laws and, and of our governments and, and of our constitutions and of our processes. They, 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 they say that they're going to go uh, and have their own way and do their own thing. And, and, and this idea of authority is a serious matter. When, when we appeal, uh, when the Constitution of the United States was, was put together, they appeal to not to human reason but to divine providence. They say there were certain things that are just established in the world according to the will of God, and, and that is the basis of the authority of, of the state, and that is the basis of the authority in, in, in a community. And well, I'm not here today to defend that. I'm not here today to tell you one thing or another about that. But I am here today to tell you when all other authorities have failed, you can still depend on God's word. Amen. What God says he will do, he will do. Man will lie to you and politicians will promise you the world. And each and every time they will, they, will, they will say whatever you need to hear to get you on their side and to get your vote. But God is not like that. One of the things I, I love about this Bible is how often it tells me the exact opposite of what I want it to say. I go to the Word of God hoping that I can support some idea that I have or or something that I want to be true, and I search the Scriptures, and I find that my human reason has once again let me down. My logic has once again been faulty, because when I look to the law of God, I see a perfection there. I see a wholeness there. I see a completeness there that surpasses all of the great words that man has ever spoken. One of the things that I, I was thinking about just as everything was going on and, and all the nonsense that was happening, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, again, I'm so, I'm so glad to be a Christian in this hour. I'm so glad to be a follower of Christ. If I wasn't a Christian today, I don't know where my mind, I, I don't know if I would even be able to sleep at night. But I tell you what, I slept pretty good. I slept for as good as I can with back and neck and hip and knee and all that, that goes on with me at night. But I tell you what, I didn't worry about any of it because I know the one who's sovereignly in control of the destiny of this world. The Word of God establishes above all things that God and God alone is sovereign, that His will Reigns, that his purposes cannot and will not be thwarted, that he will accomplish what he will accomplish. Dear Pastor, how can you say that with things so unstable? I believe at least a portion of this instability is in itself proof of the sovereignty of God. How can you say that? Because the Word of God says every idol will be cast down. Amen. God. Every idol will be cast down. Um, can I preach to the church for just a moment? Amen. Will you let me speak to the church for just a moment? We have created some idolatries within the church with our political persuasions, Amen. left and right. We have put some things on pedestals, uh, and we've, it, it seems today that Christians have more trust uh, in the Democratic Party or in the Republican Party than they do in the Word of God. And God is not mocked. God is a jealous God. 
And he's trying to get a hold of his people one last time. Just before Jesus Christ comes to this earth, he's going to talk to his people one last time. He's going to raise up prophets, and he's going to raise up people. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God is going to be cast down. And if it means the toppling of a dictator or the toppling of a government or the toppling of a, of a way of... Uh, we, we, we somehow think that democracy itself is somehow ensconced in the Word of God. There's no democracy in God's Scriptures. God rules. He doesn't consult man. He doesn't consult people to see what you would think is right or they think is right. God determines what is right and wrong. And he will tear down any nation and any church that makes an idolatry of its politics. Come on. We've been bowing to the altars of political power of economic power, of social power, and God is one more time reaching into this world. Once more, he says, I will shake the heavens and the earth. Once more, I'm going to turn everything upside down so that my people will know that I rule, I reign, I'm in charge, and there is none like me. I'm here to tell you, you can trust the Word of God even when it hurts, even when it goes against all of your proclivities, even when it goes against all of your desires. If you will bring your heart and mind into agreement and alignment with the Word and will of God, you will be in peace even in the midst of the storms. God's tearing it down, church. I've been expecting this for quite some time. I could see the direction the church was going many years ago. And I knew that God would only... Now listen, let me tell you something about the Word of God. It tells us that our God is exceedingly merciful. His loving kindness, His graciousness has extended to His people in this nation for generations. We've misunderstood that patient love and kindness of God as approval for the direction that we have been going. Because God has heretofore continued to allow the church to prosper and, the, and God's people to be blessed. We somehow think that we've been doing the right thing. We misunderstand the grace of God. His grace is not given to us so that we might continue in our willful rebellions, but so that we might repent. The goodness of God is to lead us to repentance. The goodness and graciousness of God is to make us aware that our true source of supply and our true resting place is not in anything that this world can offer us. It is in God. But even the patience of God has a point where he realized that there's more damage that will be done than lives that will be saved if he allows it to continue on. He reached that point in the days of Noah. It reached that point in the days of Lot. It reached that point for the nation of Israel. 
before they were taken off into captivity. And I believe, I know, I'm not speaking, I tell you, I tell you a thousand times, don't ever call me prophet, but I know the Word of God. I've studied the Word of God. And I know when the Word and Spirit come into agreement, you can speak with authority. And I will speak with authority this morning that we are at such a point right now, Church of God. We're going to have to choose a new path and a new direction. Because the idols that we have been praying to for so long have utterly and completely deserted us. Dagon is on his face once again before the Ark of the Covenant. The fish god is on more once more has toppled over and bowed at the feet of the word of the living God. We're seeing it live and on our televisions on a daily basis. Everything is falling down so that the church of Jesus Christ can rise up. Everything is falling down so that the people of God can be elevated to their rightful place as joint heirs with Jesus Christ. You trust in princes, you will fail. You trust in kings, you will be heartbroken. You trust in political parties, and you will be betrayed to your very core. Put your trust in God. Why so downcast, O my soul? Put your trust in God. He is the lifter of my countenance. Hallelujah. People say, how can you walk so confidently, so optimistically? How can you be so joyful in such an hour? Because I know the one who sits upon the throne. I know the one to whom I have committed all things. And I know that he will keep me against this day. His word is trustworthy, believers. People, I had someone come to me saying, well, I've been praying for a word from God for so long, and, and, and I just can't, I, he's just not speaking to me. And I said, stop looking for a voice from the clouds and pick up the book that is right before you. God has said everything that he needs to say. The Bible may not tell you who's going to win an election, but it tells you every single thing you need to know to live righteously, to live holy, to live peacefully, to live joyfully, to live triumphantly we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ I am so tired of watching God's people run to and fro and back and forth and run around in circles as if in a panic it's almost as if you don't know the God you believe in he's established his kingdom in Jesus Christ and that kingdom will not fail the rock that was cut without hands, that came down every out of heaven. When Daniel saw that vision, we don't even understand that vision. It struck the feet of that idolatrous political idol, that man-made kingdom idol. And when it struck the feet of that idol, that idol was utterly and completely destroyed. The kingdoms of this world, yes, even the kingdom of the United States of America, must fall. For the kingdom of Christ to rise triumphant and supreme. Oh, don't preach it that way, Pastor. Don't preach it like that. I love my nation. I do too. I'm glorious for all glory. I love this nation and, and the, 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 the light that it has been to the world. 
I'm grateful of all the places in the world God could have placed me upon my birth, upon my conception, that he put me here. I, I, I really am. I'm grateful for my church. Yeah. To have been raised in the church of God is an awesome privilege. It's not the only denomination that's going to heaven, but it, it, it's one of two. Amen? I was raised, if you weren't church of God, you might not make it. Hallelujah. Now, I've, I've, I've moderated that position a little. Amen. Hallelujah. But understand something, not my denomination and not my nation, but kingdom, kingdom of God, kingdom of Christ. That's what's going to last forever. That's the word of God. There will come a time. I don't know. I'm not, I have no idea what's going to happen. I couldn't tell you what's going to happen five minutes from now. No idea. But when I look at the Word, when I study God's Word, it tells me all kingdoms must fall. And as much as we might love ours, we don't love our kingdom any more than the Romans loved theirs any more than the Greeks loved theirs, any more than the Persians loved theirs. They loved their kingdoms too. But when those kingdoms came into conflict with the kingdom of the living God, those kingdoms were destroyed. Don't misunderstand. I pray for America to repent. I pray for the church in America to repent. I pray for revival daily. I would love to see this nation restored to some semblance, some semblance of righteousness again, of upholding justice, of upholding truth. But you know what? It's not the job of a nation to do these things. It's the job of God's people. And our nation can never be more righteous than the people which inhabit it. If we do not cast these idols down ourselves, God will cast them down for us. He is a jealous God. And he has suffered sharing his glory for too long. For too long he has watched his people bow at the foot of Washington, of Tallahassee, of a capital. He's watched us prostitute ourselves and sell our very souls for the promise of some temporal favor or prosperity. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows and whatsoever a church sows, that they will also reap. We persisted in this nonsense way too long. And God is ready to call us back. Hallelujah. His word is calling us back. Hallelujah. My word will last. There will come a time, and I say this with a broken heart, where even the Constitution of the United States of America will be a forgotten relic of history. That day may come sooner than any of us desire or want to happen. But when the Constitution is nothing but dust and ash, 
The Word of God will remain forever. The Word of God will still be the foundation of this world. By His Word, we live and breathe. By His Word, we exist. By the power of His Word, you can trust in the Word of God. Its promises are all yea and amen in Christ Jesus. You do not have to be afraid. You can be heartbroken. Yes, I am. Don't misunderstand. I am not exultant this morning. I am not rejoicing. This day that I feared would come seems to be coming, and it is heartbreaking to me. It is heartbreaking. For now, even those that I considered my closest friends have told me I've got to choose. And I've told them back, I'm only choosing God. If that bothers you, then we're done. I'm choosing Jesus. You're with us or you're against us. Well, then I guess I'm against you because I'm with God. I've had too many lives. I've watched as a pastor as a minister for too long. The selling out of my church. The selling out of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The compromise of the word of God. The selective enforcement and the selective preaching. I've watched it so long and I've prayed and cried. My, my pillow is full of tears in the night. When we're, and I'm not trying to elevate myself. Don't, mis, don't misread that. I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm one of millions, I'm sure. I know there has to be a remnant in America. If there were 7,000 in Israel, my prayer is that there's 70 million in America who are refusing to bow the knees to these modern-day obeils and these modern-day asterisks. I know, I know in my heart the price that must be paid. The Word tells us everything else will crumble, ashes to ashes, and dust to dust. Only that which is rooted and grounded in the Word of God will last. I came here this morning to encourage you. You might see things falling apart, but I see things coming together. You might things are sliding. You might think we're sliding back. I think we're right on the precipice of the greatest leap forward the church has seen in generations. But when everything temporal begins to crack and crumble, the eternal begins to shine through. We were here yesterday working on this back wall, and we still got some work left to do on it. We got, you know, it, 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 it's. You know, this is this this building's gone through. It's been a difficult uh, 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 time, and you know we we've we've got to get some things done. And and I could see uh, as as the paint was peeling and the plaster was cracking, and and I had a brother here yesterday helping me with it, and I uh, doing it basically doing it for me. I, I I was more helping him. Amen. I was more sitting, you know, sweeping things up, letting him do all the work. My mama didn't raise no dummy, right? You know, I said that, you, you got to know how that works. But I asked him the question as he was scraping away the plaster. I says, 
How does it look? I was talking about the wall itself, the foundation. And he says, oh, it's strong. It's strong. This is just cosmetic damage. This is just, this is just cosmetic. I'm here today to tell you, when you peel away the cosmetic, you get down to what's underneath. You get down to the sure and solid foundation of God's Word. It remains as strong as it's ever been. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my Word shall not pass away. We can be unsettled. We can be concerned. We can be heartbroken. We can be grieved in our spirits about what is happening all over this world. And I know I've been too, I've been too America-centric today. Our problems pale and compare what is happening in some nations today. I, I, if I lived in those nations, I'd speak to that. But I know all around this world today, the kingdoms of men are being torn down. But the kingdom of God remains. The word of God remains. I take great comfort in that, believer. I'm not worried. I am feeling absolutely confident this morning that every single word of this scripture is going to come to pass exactly as God means it to come to pass. And not one word of it will fail. Not one word of it will fail. It will all be accomplished even if it means the destruction of everything else. So my comfort and counsel to you today rest in the Word of God. He will keep you in perfect peace if you will keep your mind on Him. Know the thoughts that God has for you, that they are for good and not evil. Know the love of God will never fail you. And know that when you build your life on the Word of God, it will attract a few storms along the way. But when all is said and done, not only will you be standing, not only will you have survived, but you will be standing above and beyond the reach of anything that can tear you down. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Let's stand together this morning. The Word of God is the testimony of Jesus Christ. And that testimony came to fulfillment on that day that He hung from the cross, gave His life, gave His body, gave His blood. I invite you today to come and partake with me of the body and blood of Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. The glory of God dwelling among us. In this communion, we remember not only the physical life of Jesus, but remember His incarnation as the promise of God. The Word of God given to give us comfort, to give us strength. The Word that is a 
light unto our path, a lamp that leads us and guides us, the word that brings us the sure and certain knowledge that God will fulfill and God will accomplish all that he has promised. The word said that he would raise his son and not suffer him to see corruption. And he fulfilled that word. For he who died rose again, but not before the effective power of his blood wiped away all of our sins. He carried our guilt. He carried our shame. He carried our weakness, our frailty, and our faults. He carried our physical diseases, our mental illnesses, our psychological breakdowns. He carried them all in himself, taking them into his own body, into his own flesh, that by his stripes... We might be healed. By his stripes, we might be healed. Father God, we bless this bread today. The symbol of the body of our Savior, Jesus Christ. The Word made flesh. He said, except you eat of me, you will have no life in you. This, oh God, today we do. Through this bread today, we take into ourselves not only the healing power, but the living power of the body of Jesus Christ. We pray today that as we partake, every disease, every illness, every injury will bow to the authority of the Word made flesh. We pray for divine deliverance and healing for all. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Take this morning, eat, be made whole in Christ Jesus. Glory to God, hallelujah. Somebody give God praise. I am so grateful this morning. He could have just sent another prophet. He could have just sent an angel. He could, you know, there's one time where he sent a donkey. Amen. He could have done it, but he didn't. He sent his son, his only begotten son. Surely they will respect my son, he said. Yes, Lord, we respect your son and we honor him. Father God, we bless this cup today the holy symbol of the blood of Jesus Christ, the lamb without spot, the lamb without blemish, the lamb whose blood washes away our guilt, our shame, our sin, the very stain of it, the very stink of it, God, the blood that gives new life, new hope. Oh, God, today, Except there be shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sin. A life for a life. His life for our life. We bless this cup today. We receive it to the power of new life within each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Take and drink.
May the life of Christ be renewed in you today. Glory, hallelujah. Praise the living God. Glory and honor and praise be to Calvary's Lamb. Thank you, Lord, for dying for me. You died that I might live, O oh God. You were innocent and I was guilty. But you gave your life for mine. Let my life honor yours. Let my life honor that sacrifice. Let my life honor that love that was shed for me. Oh God, I praise you today. I glorify your holy name. Oh God, I pray for these people this morning. Let their feet be on a firm foundation, oh God. Let them know the word of God will see them through. Oh, hallelujah, we pray. We thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for this wonderful day. Bless these wonderful people. Keep us in your grace. Keep us in your mercy. Let us be salt. Let us be light. Let us live to testify of the goodness of God. Let others see his goodness and his love in us. Let us be the reconciliation of this world. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you today. Greet each other. Be back at the appointed times. This has been a production of the Lighthouse Church of God. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed. You are welcome to join us for service every Sunday at 1030 a.m. For more information or to support our ministry, visit our website at www.lhcogfl.org. Or if you're in the Broward County area, we would love for you to visit our church located at 1890 Southwest 31st Avenue, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33312. God bless you. Until next time, this is the Lighthouse Church of God, lighting the way through the storms of life.